0: Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.
1: In the Mississippi Legislature, Senate Bill 2145 funds health care for illegal immigrants. Call your legislator today at 601-359-3770. Ask them to stop Senate Bill 2145. It's not too late. You can help stop this. Paid for by Building America's Future.
2: This is Rebecca Turner, and thank you for listening to the Good Things Podcast here on Super Talk Mississippi.
0: It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour. Well, I'm going to Mississippi. Mississippi here I come. You're listening to good things with Rebecca Turner. Well, I'm going
1: to Mississippi. Mississippi here I come.
0: Bringing you the good stories of Mississippi's people, places, and things to do. Now, now. Here's Rebecca. Good
2: afternoon. Good afternoon, Super Talk Mississippi. You are tuned into your radio happy hour. That's the good things. I'm your host, Rebecca Turner. We've got Rhino in studio today. And don't forget, you can listen to good things. We are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Super Talk Mississippi app. And, of course, you can always find us on your local Super Supertalk Mississippi radio station. And you can watch us, too. We're on your computer, even your mobile device. Just head on over to supertalktv.com. Today we're celebrating the fact that Northwest Mississippi Community College has just opened a Fabulous! Thirty million dollar performing arts center. After two years of construction, their center director, Carrie Koff, is joining us to tell us a little bit more. Hey, Carrie. Hey there. Congratulations.
3: Well, thank you. It's an exciting time to be a ranger.
2: It's absolutely knowing that, like two years in the making, sort of slowly watching it uh, go up, and then finally to have it opening with a lot of great acts on the schedule has to be an incredible feeling.
3: You know, it's very exciting, and uh, we have a big event to kick things off on Saturday with Tony and Emmy Award winner Kristen Chenoweth.
2: Oh, well, that's really cool. She's going to be a lot of fun. But let's go back two years, if not before yes. that, because even though the ground got broke two years ago, that's not when you all started thinking about uh, this performance arts center. I know it takes a lot of years in the making to even get to the groundbreaking. What was sort of the idea or the inspiration uh, behind this that Northwest Mississippi community needed it?
3: Well, the the vision was really spearheaded by uh, Dr. Heindel, president of the, College and he he comes from a music background, and uh, we have a vibrant fine arts department here on campus that includes, you know, the Ranger Band and all of those associated ensembles, percussion and quintet and the jazz quintet and the wind ensemble. But there's also a a very vibrant choir with 90 members in the choir. There's the Northwest Entertainers, which is the show choir. We have the uh, theater department that's producing plays and musicals throughout the school year. And so Dr. Heindel really saw a vision to give bigger facilities, more capable facilities to the music department, to the theater department, and that became the vision of a brand new fine arts building that would include a state-of-the-art auditorium, that then might have the capability to be a, a a community reach or regional reach sort of a facility. So that became the plan of, well, how big is this going to be? And, and 1,200 seats was kind of the number they were looking at as they started touring other facilities in the state and the region, like the Ford Center and the Bologna Center and the Gouge Center down at um, Auburn University and saying, you know, this can really be feasible. We're we're, right, we're located right on I-55, 35 miles south of Memphis. We're in a good location. Uh, we've got excellent parking on campus, free parking, we've got the space to do this. Then you start looking at, well, what would we be offering? What sort of shows? And and Broadway tours came to mind, celebrity attractions, concerts, tribute acts, uh, you name it. They kind of were planning for that, and that gave us the, the, the stage house which is a 50-foot proscenium, 26 feet tall. The grid height is well over 67 feet. All of the battens and the curtains and the electrics to, and the LED lighting system and a full digital sound system. So that gives you all the capability to do the things we need to do for when Kristen Chenoweth comes or some of the other acts that we've booked this spring. So this was, a, this was not just a, a campus impact, not just a community, Senatobia community impact. This is a northwest Mississippi State Impact Facility.
2: I think that's really cool—the fact that you sort of thought all the way through it. But really, our community colleges, anyway, um, sort of are that—they're the hub of many of the communities they sit in. They offer a lot of resources and sort of outreach that we don't, you know, often get to hear about. But this is a great way of thinking of how the community colleges also think about economic development, also think about, you know, those outside of the outside of the walls of their um, institution, and can be a positive, you know, force in sort of all of that. So I can see that it wasn't—it it, was. Wasn't too hard to sell the thirty million dollars to get it to get it built, right?
3: <laughs> no, I don't think I don't think so. And, and and though there are sometimes we're we're part of this kind of professional house that's doing things, and then there's a separate instructional side. We're all within the same, you know, footprint of the building, but we have a professional side, an instructional side. But many times those sides um, unite simultaneously, whether it be band concerts, choir concerts, theater productions. But also, like this weekend with Kristen Chenoweth, she's opening up her sound check for 20 students and faculty and administrators to come by and have that kind of one-on-one interaction with the students and give them um, some stories of Broadway and what to – what to think about if, if students want to make that trek to New York or, or in the touring world. So we're we're making even some of these celebrity attractions have a student impact.
2: Well, I think that's pretty cool, too. And this is what a great way to open it up. I mean, she's got a lot of personality and pizzazz. So mm-hmm. what will she actually be doing? Because I do know her from Broadway and some of her acting chops. But will it be like a comedy skit? Like what, what will be happening this weekend when she comes to town?
3: Well, she's gonna she's gonna have a ninety minute concert, which will feature many great Broadway hits, but also some pop culture hits. You know, she's got a few albums out there that that kind of. Um, you know, play the whole gamut of genres, including uh, stuff that maybe Whitney Houston has sung or Dolly Parton has sung, so covers that people know, Broadway tunes that people are familiar with, but like you said, you know, seeing her on television and movies, she has so much pizzazz and excitement. I think it's going to be a a wonderful night of banter between her and the audience, where she's just going to tell some really fun stories of Broadway and her movie and and her television career, and seeing songs that people... Know that they can just almost sing along with her.
2: So, will it be one performance, one night?
3: One night, one performance. One night only.
2: Where do we get tickets, Carrie?
3: So, tickets uh, you can do a couple ways. A, we, we, we sell tickets 24 hours a day, 7 days a week on our website at HeindlCenter.org. That's H E I N D L Center, dot R.org. And uh, you'll see the events listing there. You click, on, you click on whichever performance you want to see, and there's many more we can talk about. But you see Kristen Chenoweth as our headlining event because she's coming up next. You click on her, and boom, you can buy tickets online. You can call the box office Monday through Friday from 1 to 4.30 p.m. And our box office number is 662 562 3478 someone is available we will pick up the phone and get a ticket sold you can also come by the performing arts center we're located on the campus of northwest mississippi community college in Sinatobia, 315 northwest drive and the center doors are open you can walk right in and our ticketing agent will be happy to sell you a ticket
2: and then let's talk about some of those other um, events that are coming up i see jay leno is coming
3: in march jay leno is coming in about two weeks so uh, Jay Leno is March 3rd, that's a Friday evening, and we uh, he's inviting a friend to join him, and that's and that's the newly inducted comedian in the Grand Ole Opry, Henry Cho. So we've just added Henry Cho to, to the Jay Leno night, so you're going to get to have, have a little time with Henry Cho making you laugh, and then we'll bring in Jay Leno, King of Late Night, and Jay Leno will make you laugh even harder. So So we're excited about that on March 3rd. March 7th, that's a Tuesday, we have... A former presidential candidate and um, cabinet member, Dr. Ben Carson, who's going to just give a, a nice, inspiring lecture about his time in the medical field, and of course his, his his discussion about you know running for president and and his work on the as HUD secretary. So he comes Tuesday, March seventh. We have Donnie Edwards, the, the number one Elvis tribute artist in the country, coming with the Fever Band to do one awesome Elvis tribute concert, and he is as authentic as they come. So that's all in. The, that's all in the next three weeks,
2: and that's just getting started. I have to. I have to giggle though, Carrie, because I saw where it says Ben Carson and Billy Bob Thornton, and I thought, man, well, that is an act that I would want to see uh, paired together. But I feel like it's two separate uh, it headlining.
3: No, so Billy Bob <laughs> comes much later. So, so you know, we essentially have a, a kind of a big headlining sort of um, offering with Kristen Chenoweth. You know she's your she's your Tony and Grammy Award winner. We have Billy Bob Thornton and his band, The Boxmasters, Oscar winner. Billy Bob Thornton, but has had an unbelievable music career. Uh, his, he's a rock and roll sort of a band with uh, inspiration from the Beach Boys, Bob Dylan, Tom Petty, and the Heartbreakers. So we're not talking like crazy hard rock here, but we're talking about some good, fun stuff. Uh, we have Dr. Ben Carson coming. We have Jay Leno. So, you know, there's our headliners right there. But We have some other really great acts. I mentioned Donnie Edwards and the Fever Band, which is the number one Elvis tribute in the country. We have Rain, a tribute to the Beatles, which is the number one Beatles tribute show, which is, is really more of a theatrical experience than it is a tribute concert. This is a true theatrical experience and it's a, it's a beautiful show that takes you through almost the entire discography of the Beatles. We have the Pirates of Penzance coming straight from New York City. The New York Gilbert and Sullivan players are bringing their their production of, of the classic Gilbert and Sullivan musical The Pirates of Penzance. That comes in, in March we have the...
2: Um, There's just so many, Carrie. Remind I'll, us of the website that we can go to to sort of go see... Go to the
3: website. There's nine major events from, from like I said, Pirates, Pink Pinkalicious is coming for the little girls. We've got Mississippi blues legend Bobby Rush coming. All of that can be found in order when they're coming... Heindlcenter.org Again, that's Heindlcenter.org H-E-I-N-D-L-C-E-N-P-E-R .org oh,
2: Well, congratulations, Carrie And to the Northwest Mississippi Community College And Senatobia and the surrounding community Job well done I'm sure nothing Absolutely. but good things will come from that um, But I appreciate your time
3: Absolutely, thank you
2: Alrighty, stick with us we got more for you coming up next
0: Do Making your afternoon just a little brighter. It's good things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk, Mississippi.
2: You can listen to good things on Supertalk and the Super Talk Mississippi app. Of course, you can always find us, too, on your local Super Talk Mississippi radio station. And like no other state does college baseball better than Mississippi. And tomorrow, Sports Talk Mississippi will be live at Swayze Field in Oxford as the reigning national champions prepare to defend their title. So baseball must be back baby you'll hear from players and coaches as we celebrate the opening of the college baseball season right here in the magnolia state so this is your year southern miss so <laughs> to win the national no pressure no pressure at all i just want to make sure i got that in at the end of last season i'm getting it in my premonition at the beginning of this season i'll take 10 percent of all fun no, i'm just picking <laughs> but we just hope that mississippi does well right go team and as they start of another as another fun season if you haven't been over to the good things facebook group in a while you should continuously add great uh headlines positive in nature about our state and what's going on with the people there and then every now and then we like to have a little fun like i did today kind of channeling the matrix vibe if you remember the vi- uh the movie the matrix where that's
1: exactly where the picture's from
2: is that exactly where the picture's from oh yeah okay that's his hand and all that's the yeah, red that's,
1: that's morpheus but that, but that looks
2: like a green pill, not a blue pill. but I guess uh, they, It's blue. It's blue. They Everything's changed, green in that movie. <laughs> they changed the questions. I saw this floating, and it started a really interesting conversation on another thread, so I stole it, because that's how the internet works. Anyway, if you remember the movie, he had two options. He had a red pill. I don't remember which one went with which question. You probably do. But it was... Now it, that
1: you say that, I'm thinking, uh, which one was the one that... you Go down the rabbit hole and see how far it goes. You... Because Take the red one
2: pill. red pill and you basically stay in the Matrix and figure, you know, you have the movie without, without whatever pill he chose, you wouldn't have the movie, the Matrix. And then you had another one. He would wake up, you know, back, forget everything and start his life over. So we're not in the matrix. Yes, it has not been confirmed. So that's not the question. <laughs> we cannot confirm or deny if we're living in the matrix. But this just sort of played on, you know, for those of us who have lived a little bit, right, like lived a couple of decades. And so the red pill would be, would you restart your life at six years of age with all the knowledge you have now? Because that's the kicker, right? Like hindsight's always twenty twenty. Wisdom really provides you with better tools in the toolbox to navigate certain scenarios back, uh, you know, in your past a little bit differently. Or you could take the blue pill and you stay where you are now, but you just get $10 million in cash. Which one are you taking? Red pill, go back with all your wisdom at six years of age and start over. Or the blue pill, you get $10 million in cash. Does cash mean you don't have to pay taxes? I guess so. Well, we're going with that route because it's good things. Why not? Right? Because this is something you should really be worried about and contemplating on a random Wednesday. But, you know, hey, take a little break from reality. And if you had the option, which would you choose?
1: My initial reaction was red pill. And the first thing I could think of with the red pill was, well, I mean, go back to when I'm six. That's long before a lot of these millionaires and billionaires made a ton of money in stocks. I could take back that knowledge and, and make some money. Mm-hmm. And then I reread the question. I was like, "Wait, I'd be six years old. I'd be in the early '90s. I wouldn't have the capital at six years old in the early '90s to make any kind of investment that would see any kind of return that would be worth enough for me to not take the ten million just right now."
2: Thomas and Greenwood says buy Bitcoin in two thousand and nine. you know that's a fun spin on this thomas and greenwood if you did choose the red pill and you started back over at six like what you know now what what would you put into into action i know that's completely personal for everybody and their different situations but then there's there is some that's sort of overarching in terms of just the times or the changing of the times or the different uh, phases and stages our economy's gone in that you could go back and sort of say you know That's it's a tough one. Someone someone on the um, Facebook group said no redos. They didn't want to rewind. You know, it's uh, the movie with it was an Ashton Kutcher, the butterfly effect. Oh, yeah. Where it's like, you know, look, we're all here in this day, this present day. Everything in our life has led us to this present day. One for good, bad or ugly. You go back and start messing with it.
1: It'd be real hard to wind up exactly where you are right now. It
2: really would be, yeah. I mean, you could save yourself. It depends on. It completely depends on your scenario and your life choices. Some of you may could have saved like a whole lot of heartache for yourself or your family or whatever it may be. And even if you could do that, still the chance that we all wound up right here, the same thing at this age, stage of life, would be almost. I'd say almost impossible. Yeah, there'd be no
1: way I'd be sitting in this seat behind this mic talking to you just because of the sheer happenstance of how I wound up here. I don't think I could recreate that again.
2: No. So without a doubt, start over just to relive my childhood, invest into Bitcoin, never played football, and most importantly, spend more time with people. Now, if you started over at six, there are some things that without a shadow of a doubt would be the same. I mean, you're six, whatever your family unit or dynamic would be at that time would be.
1: I mean, it'd be a lot of fun to go back to the heyday of the Ninja Turtles. But,
2: do you, <laughs> but would Ninja, Tur- Ninja Turtles still hit right six with an almost 40-year-old wisdom? Right. Like,
1: I mean, I could go back and rewatch it right now. So I, I think
2: I'd be OK <laughs> with it. You would be like the wisest guy in kindergarten. You know, like it would be. <laughs> so
1: they keep- wouldn't use old soul as a backhanded compliment anymore. It'd be the truth.
2: It would be true. You're like, yes, I am more than you more than you have <laughs> any idea. I think a boss baby like sort of comes to mind, but not quite as obnoxious, but still sort of wiser beyond your diaper that kind of you know kind of thing Um, and then you wonder if you get to if you were to go back and knew everything you knew now but that also implies the people that were surrounding you could you stove off people for making poor decisions for themselves like to your bestie i saw how this ends
1: (laughs) trust me you don't want to go down this road
2: trust me he's not the one for you or vice versa or whatever it may be. I don't know. But again, you know, the whole butterfly effect, you just never know, you know, how things are, are would end up, even with your good, the bad, and sort of the ugly. Now you fast forward to today, you take the blue pill, you got $10 million in cash. And, and, I mean, there's not.
1: It's tough not to pick that option.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Someone said, still would pick my wife, though. That's a really good point, but we would have to make sure your life led you in that direction the movie is wonderful it's a wonderful life show you how much you impact other lives absolutely i mean again the i've always you know ashton's a c-plus at best actor but the idea of butterfly effect to me is very interesting because you always wonder like what if and they even made i think a, a movie on netflix at some point, uh, we talked about it with Tanya, where a girl—I think it was Ashton's wife. What's her name? Whatever is now. She was the lead. And do any sh- more? Are
0: they still together? Uh,
2: Who you? Where have you been? No. No. <laughs> I,
1: I don't keep up with celebrities the way I, some people do.
2: I can tell. Um, no. <laughs> no. The, the his his co-star from that '70s show.
1: Oh, Mila Kunis.
2: Her. I can't ever say the last name. When well, Kutcher, but I don't think she goes by that. But anyway, then it did show because she had like two different or if she got pregnant versus if she hadn't, what her life would have sort of, you know, ended up like. And they both ended up fine, which is, you know, whatever if you haven't seen it, spoiler alert. But it just goes to show like one thing can sort of change everything. And you don't you don't know unless you go unless you go back what if you don't like how it ends up with your wiser decisions yeah you know, I mean that would suck you know the whole time man I could have 10 million dollars cash
1: and it won't be the same like're we're, we're thinking of this in the mindset of all right you're taking a pill and then whenever it hits I don't think we're gonna have to go into a mirror like you do in the matrix but whenever whatever happens you get flung back to when you're six then you get the march of time from when you're six to wherever you are now there there is no fast forwarding through that
2: no so if you don't like it you're stuck with it oh and then there's all the parts of life like you know they were awkward i mean you could get a better hairdresser but there's some things that are just genetic like from the most awkward stages eighth grade i probably
1: wouldn't have a senior picture (laughs) where my hair looks like a german army helmet (laughs) i'd have just embraced combing it have have a part. It's okay.
2: Definitely would have had a different hairdresser for ninth grade prom. It looked like a football helmet. It was awful. Still traumatic. Talked to my therapist about it on the regular. <laughs> would totally have changed that for sure. I don't know though. But with the then you can you think you're wise now because of all you've lived through. So. I don't know. The $10 million in cash could be a lot of fun with all the wisdom you have. Or if you haven't learned enough, you're going to squander it, and you probably wouldn't have done a good job going back to six anyway. (laughs) You know, these are the big life questions we contemplate here on Good Things. Sometimes you just need a break from reality, and that's pretty much what that question implies. You can head over to the Good Things Facebook group and chime in or stick with us. we got more for you coming up next. Welcome back to Good Things. Don't forget you can watch us. We're on computer, or your mobile device. Just head on over to supertalktv.com. Don't forget, too, the country music superstar, Morgan Wallen. He's coming to Oxford, and we want to give you a chance to win some tickets. All you do is enter your name at one of our many registration boxes that are located throughout the, out the state. For example, you can register to win tickets by going to Southern Business Supply in Meridian. Watts Brothers in Columbia, and Waverly Boutique in Columbus. And there really are a lot more. So if you're interested in that and where is the closest location near you, just go to supertalk.fm slash Morgan Wallen. You'll find the full list of registration locations. Winners will get two sweet seat tickets to see Morgan Wallen at Vault hemingway Stadium on Sunday, April the 23rd. The ticket giveaway is brought to you by First South Farm Credit, King's Daughter Medical Center, Jumpstart Test Prep, and Toyota of Brookhaven. So good stuff. And that's going to get here before we know it. Thinking back to the question we were talking about earlier, and if you've been on the Good Things Facebook group, Red Pill, you go back at six, start your life over with the wisdom you have now. Blue, $10 million cash. If I, there are, like, you. There's some things that, yes, would change the trajectory of your life. And I guess any different choice potentially could. You could go down that rabbit hole. But there are a few things that I think if I went back and could start over, that it's not so much I would do different that I would take advantage of. I am still salty. I didn't go see Garth Brooks when he was here this past summer, I think it was, at LSU there at the stadium. And I had the opportunity, tickets like not not given to me, I would have bought, but pretty much like handed to me to go. And I allowed the, um, you know, the wise one in me, or not the wise one, really the stick in the mud in me, to talk myself out of why, oh, I don't need to go, I don't need to pay for this, I don't need to do that. And then to hear, again, I can still hear everybody talking about how rocking that particular was in the particular stadium. I kicked myself for that. So there are a few things I think I'd go back and, and not allow my better judgment to keep me from doing something that could be a memory that would last the rest of my life. Meanwhile, there's a lot of things I would need better judgment, and I probably could have slept better or more restful uh, some of those other nights. Is there something you missed out on or you said no to or you let slip by that if you could go back, you go, man, I, c- I wish I would went back and said yes to that?
1: Mm, off the top of my head, not really. I mean, there are all- – if you, if you live a life that's well-lived enough, you will have some things that you would, if you're being t- totally honest, you regret. But most of my regrets aren't things that I would want to go back and change because I learned from them. Mm-hmm. And probably the closest thing I would want to go back and try would be between my freshman and sophomore years in college. I went, I traveled with a, a lighting crew and a a sound crew to do lights at a camp and i was offered an opportunity to extend that into doing lights for a whole tour oh man and the reasonable part of my brain kicked in and goes no you got to go back to college or your parents are going to kill you you can't just go be a roadie 300 days out of the year but i could have
2: and well that is one thing you don't know how if it would have fled you uh to be here I, mean, I, I
1: could have potentially made six figures as a 19 year old
2: so i had the opportunity it was it was given they just handed to me it was, but i was a newlywed and we would have had to move towards um, the coast and some other areas to work with one with the with the most elite in our military small special forces for uh nutrition or whatever it may be and sadly the Salary wasn't enough for a new family to, you know, up and move for necessarily me. So obviously it wasn't written in the stars. It wasn't necessarily my uh, mind to get. But I do think about that opportunity that got handed to me that I had to turn down. It's one that given different stages of life or had I not been married, I'd be somewhere on the Gulf Coast right now. Not doing this. (laughs) That was uh, leading up to that, that would have been all in purposes like a dream job for me. Obviously, it wasn't the job, you know, meant for, for the trajectory of my life was supposed to take. There were other things that mattered more at the moment, but I do look back and go, man, that would have been a really cool opportunity to been able to say, I would be curious where it would have led, uh, led in terms of a career. That would have been a lot of fun. You should have taken the roadie gig. I can't believe you didn't. Knowing what I know about you and just sort of you know uh, i can't believe that that's, that's me coming out in you the responsible sort of the responsible one
1: no that was the fear of god from me walking <laughs> in and telling my parents yeah yeah i'm not going to go back to college no no that scholarship forget about it i'm going to go run lights on a sound on, on a tour i would have probably been skinned and tanned and yeah
2: but you would have been on tour she would be fine by the time you made it back home no, that's okay. Sometimes, you know, again, you don't know what you don't know and how. But that. But if
1: I had done that, there's pretty much no way I'd be where I am right now.
2: No, not necessarily. But that doesn't mean where you would have ended up would have been half bad either. You could have wound up playing bass and making well more than a thousand bass bass, bass.
1: slap of the bass, bass. man. <laughs> uh,
2: Johnny and in, in West Point.
1: I will be completely honest. I do play bass. I'm very rusty because I don't practice, but I was never good enough to do it professionally. I I can, looking back on it, I can admit that now. There was a time when any opportunity to get on stage and and play bass, I would jump at it. But looking back, there's just, there are certain skills I didn't pick up fast enough. And I I just, there's, there's no catching up at this point.
2: No, but you could still pick it up and enjoy it. Oh, yeah. If you wanted to.
1: Just I wouldn't be at the level of professionalism.
2: Were you always going to MC? Because I feel like if you if you chose to go to college or not, I mean, if you chose not to, if you did choose, that would be a completely change in the trajectory of your life. But I feel like, especially for, for females, I mean, usually you meet your... Not all the time, but most of the time, you meet your spouse. Sometimes between the college years, that's that is very traditional. So where you go really matters in terms of like who you might would sort of end up with. The chances of you meeting your spouse, particularly if you met during the college season in a college town, you not being at that college—I mean, you don't know—but the chances are really slim. You probably yeah. would have, probably would have wound up with somebody with somebody different. Um, so were you always like?
1: No, George that was Z. actually an a almost last-minute decision. It was one where I got to my senior year of high school, and they had awards night. And my plan was to go to the local community college, ICC, at a community college for a couple years, and then follow several of my friends to Mississippi State and Starkville. Two years in ICC, two or three years at State, knock it out and move on. Well, we get to the awards night, senior year, one of the last weeks of school, and MC shows up with awards for, I want to say there were four people that were offered, but they only gave out three awards for scholarships and stuff. And the fourth, they just kept it and walked off stage with it. Well, the next day, my mom gets a phone call from that same person that was up on stage asking why I hadn't accepted the scholarship. Ooh. Well, the only scholarship I was aware of that I had gotten was a little scholarship, not nearly enough to make MC feasible for our family. And they're like, no, we've offered the presidential scholarship, which still didn't cover full tuition. That would not changed until after I'd gotten there. But it was a lot more, and it definitely put it on the table. So it was a decision I had to make in about two weeks of do I go down the path I've already laid out ahead of me, or do I take a leap of faith and go three hours away?
2: That was me. I was I was headed to Startville. That was my – I was leaving – Derry, Mississippi, and I was headed to Starkville. And then my roommate that was, was supposed to be my roommate, she had – she made other life choices her senior year. And that little girl became my flower girl at my wedding later on. And so I took a leap and went with another friend to to Southern Miss. That was a last-minute uh, sort of decision for for me as well. And you wonder, like – where would have life ended up had we gone, you know, in different directions in terms of college? I mean, it's nothing worth dwelling on because you can't change the past, and you are here. You definitely can, but sometimes it's interesting to think like, look at all the decisions that you've made throughout your life that's gotten you to the point that you are here now. And I think the cool part about it is is recognizing that you can, if you don't like where you are now, there is a th- bazillion more different decisions that can be made between now and the next decade or two decades or three decades of your life that can change the trajectory you know of your life you may not recognize it in that moment but simple decisions on switching colleges or simple decisions on stop you know not taking the job opportunity or whatever and you make the best most of us make the best decisions with the information we have in the moment but if you don't like where you're at you're just a few decisions away from being somewhere somewhere else and if you do like where you're at then be grateful for the decisions that you know that you did make and how close you were to maybe not ending up with the outcome in which you have now because it could have been a whole i almost said
1: thanks no thanks when offered the opportunity to get my foot in the door here
2: see but if you would have up a Starful and I would have ended up a Starful, I feel like there would have been a podcast at some point down our future. I don't know. We were destined. I was
1: connected with friends who did podcasting. didn't I?
2: See, we were just destined to be together. All right, stick with us. we get got more up next. Good Things. We're on your computer, your mobile device. You can also watch it on Roku, Amazon Fire TV devices, even YouTube. You can also watch Good Things on Ceasefire TV. If you've got that, we're on Channel 70, right next to the Weather Channel, which I think we've got a little bit of iffy weather moving back in at the end of the week. So just make sure you stay weather aware.
1: It's actually overnight. Tonight. Well, uh, for the northwestern corner of the Magnolia State, there's a severe chance for, or there's a chance for severe weather.
2: Well, stay rather weather <laughs> stay weather aware we're getting into that spring we're headed towards it the spring sort of season here in Mississippi but also too, don't forget to subscribe, subscribe to Super Talk Mississippi News this week in Mississippi newsletter you'll get the news stories you need to know from the most powerful name in Mississippi News delivered to your email inbox you can sign up it's free you can go to supertalk.fm slash newsletter so yesterday was Valentine's Day Rhino did you break any world, world records Mm, no no there was two that was broken over the valentine season really first one being the underwater kiss an underwater kiss world record broken for valentine's day
1: i'm That's- guessing for the length of the kiss <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes <laughs> a south african woman and a canadian man maybe that was it traveled to uh somewhere sounds like they- a
1: modern country song <laughs>
2: They broke the Guinness World record for the longest underwater kiss ahead of Valentine's Day. And they are engaged to be married and they kiss for four minutes and six seconds underwater. The previous was three minutes and twenty four seconds back in two thousand and ten. And I hear I feel like there are gonna be some red decks listening in the summer to be like, Hold my beer, honey, let's let's go for that. I was expecting you know, you hear all these crazy
1: submerged sugar.
2: Some Some ridiculous amount because I was trying to see. It looks like they are snorkeling. I don't know what's constituted as a kiss underwater. Like if it's just your lips are touching for four minutes. But but either way, you're having to hold your breath. And then if you're active, or are
1: they rebreathing?
2: But that gets stained carbon dioxide.
1: I mean, yeah, after a while. But I mean, for four minutes, you think that's the next
2: Romeo and Juliet? But who passes up? then it's probably gonna be her he's gotta he you probably he will probably have a stronger breath than she does so either he's gonna take all her oxygen or give her all his carbon dioxide that's not fair that's not romantic <laughs> i don't think any couples died in the making of this world record <laughs> but i am curious like what's the style of kissing because you know there's the family-friendly, like, just whole peck for four minutes. I was about to minutes. say, I
1: don't imagine it'd be too vigorous because that would just use up more oxygen.
2: Right. And then if it's, like, legit, ooh, PDA kissing, like, now we've got, like, ocean water involved. And that's a whole other level of talent, in my opinion, for four minutes for 40 seconds. <laughs> and it's salt water. Like, all these things are stacking against me ever wanting to give this Necessarily a a try. I still feel like there's some folks just have to open up the Guinness World Book of Record index and just go down and go. This one, I think, this is the one that we can break. This is a this one would be more my speed because it's speed dating, and so over a thousand three hundred and sixty three speed daters met in Brussels on Tuesday, and yeah, they broke the world record. The previous record was 964 participants in Dublin.
1: I don't know if I could ever fully get behind speed dating. <clears throat> like, I would have I given it a try if I was.
2: Rows of round told tables, to. disco music. <laughs> and it circulated, I guess, like musical chairs. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Every four minutes, on average, 16 people during the evening. So it's
1: yeah. You just sit up and
2: dare to date. Shoot your shot,
1: and then the bell goes off. All right, maybe next one.
2: (laughs) Dare to date is the name of the company. That's terrifying. Specializes in speed dating. Split those signs up into groups, and yeah. So there you go. You just every four minutes, just next, (coughs) next. At some point, it's just a comedy show. Like you're just there for.
1: I mean, you can only come up with – you can only have so many one-liners or openers or opening questions or pickup lines that you just have stored away, and eventually you're going to have to regurgitate or reuse.
2: I was trying to think of a movie where speed dating was part of it. There's been several, but – Oh, yeah. But, I mean, your, your first impressions are still the leading thing to which you even feel remotely interested in four minutes.
1: Well, here's the question. If you're speed dating, do you ask them a deep question as your opener because you're limited on time and you're trying to, to use your time wisely? Or do you just find something you're passionate about and you ask a question about that?
2: It depends on what <clears throat> qualities are more important to you. If they have children by other people or if they have a sense of humor. You could pretty much find out both in about 30 seconds. Just look on their face with probably tell you all you needed to know all right stick with us we got more for you up next you got sports talk from three to six rhino and i'll be back with you tomorrow at two but until then i hope you all find time for the good good things